0: Everybody. In today's episode, I'm sharing my conversation with the chairman of Weather Investments parent company, the former chairman and CEO of Rascom Telecom, holding my former boss and mentor, Naguib Sawiris, at this amazing event that we did at RiseUp in Egypt. Back in 2017, I interviewed Naguib for his first appearance at Rise Up and got the honor of doing it again at the end of 2021 at the foot of the pyramids in Egypt, no less, which was just incredible. Naguib and I had a chance to talk about innovation, how you need to be a little bit crazy, what it needs to take in terms of investments, and we even talked about family. One of the things that I loved about this conversation was uh, Nagib and I had a chance to talk about the early days of Roscom Telecom. I was employee number five. And when is the right time to quit your job? And then I had to take the opportunity to ask him about the metaverse and blockchain and how he thinks about NFTs. You'll love his answer on that. But my favorite moment was when he shared the power of believing in yourself. And what did it take for him to build his empire and be where he is today? Anyways, looking forward to your feedback on this episode. We had a quick Q&A from the audience. Let me know what you think. And if you listened the way through, you would know who's Naguib's favorite musician. Hope you enjoy the talk. Talk to you guys soon. Nagib. Zekima. Alhamdulillah. I'm so happy to see you.
1: Thank you very much. I want to say that I'm honored to be here tonight. Uh, you guys lift my morale because I... Uh, I feel like the future is going to be bright when young people like you, these magnificent ideas, uh, are going to rule, hopefully, on day. end. And uh, also the setup, I'm, like, startled by the setup. And just had to say that from the beginning. The last thing, I'm sorry, I'm dressed in a suit and a tie. But
0: <laughs> Naguib, uh, we're at the pyramids, and the theme for this year's Rise Up Summit is timeless innovation. And you have always been an innovator. How do you think about the best way for Egypt to innovate? And especially with all the young talent and entrepreneurs today.
1: So innovation requires uh, total freedom. I mean, the first ingredient of innovation is we have to set up, we have to give our youth the opportunity to think outside of the box, to come up with crazy ideas, uh, not to judge them on the idea as it starts. I remember many times when I was starting the <laughs> you remember too. <laughs> says, "No, this is crazy." Pakistan, you're going to go to Pakistan. You know, who's going to use a mobile in Pakistan? Remember all no, these I stories. Yeah. So, the first thing is that uh, you need this space, you know. And that, that's I mean, if you compare, for example, the United States uh, and Europe in innovation, the United States is far ahead because Europe is classic. They still have their old. Uh, ways of doing things. And the U.S. is like open-ended. You can just dream and do and go and do what you want, you know.
0: There are so many entrepreneurs here tonight and they're thinking about either quitting their day jobs to do a new startup or are looking for investors to help them start up in an industry. What advice would you give them today to put their energy and time into the country and which industries?
1: First advice, there's always a certain... Uh, optimal moment to quit your job because you need your job to survive to get some experience i mean don't think that you just graduated and you're going to go and conquer the world i mean this a minimum of an experience you need is it one year or three years but there is a minimum so when you work in in any corporate you start to learn how corporates are run hr uh, all these things so uh, this is the first thing secondly don't, uh, don't start a startup that someone else has already started and is ahead of you with miles and miles and miles. So before you go and invest and you put your time, check first, is this application available in, in other forms? You know, I used to have, I, I was sitting on many boards and people would come with their ideas and like that, and we attend, but there is this and there is that. Oh, but we are going to do something different, we're going to do something better. I mean, the best idea is the idea that nobody else has. Because then you're alone, you can go, and you don't have to go through a big row of... uh, And it's getting much more uh, uh, difficult nowadays to find the new idea. You know, I mean, that's So that's the second advice, yeah. Um,
0: Thinking about the future and innovation, uh, you're very much invested in the media industry and IP. Like when people want to create content or movies, film, music. What do you think the future of IP and media is going to look like? And what are you excited about or worried about?
1: I think there has been, you know, I'm still, uh, (laughs) I'm from the old generation. I mean, we had a cassette and we had a CD and all this vanished and we have to download music now. I think, I don't know what, what, what crazier can, where, where else can it go? I mean, now if we have to hear music, you, you download, you have, uh, uh, Apple music you have all the music on YouTube you have everything you can do your own music electronically with computer programs I mean even me because my hobby is uh, DJing yep, I now that. I don't need to mix myself you know there are software programs I put my music I put them in the order I want and the software does it not as good as me if I was doing it manually <laughs> but still yeah
0: last time Nagib was here in 2017 I asked him what he wants to do when he retires and he said he wants to be a DJ <laughs>
1: I'm already a DJ now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So um, what do you think about, I know you're a big investor in gold and you're a big investor in precious metals and there's alternative investing that's happening. We are sitting here today on the capital stage and a lot of people are thinking about NFTs, thinking about alternative investing. What's your point of view on that?
1: I think, I mean, if you're talking technology, the blockchain technology is here to stay. Whether I would invest in bitcoins or not, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. And and for the reason I'm a classical guy, and there has been a lot of risks associated with, with the bitcoins, you know, hacking, uh, guys taking the money and fl- fleeing away. It has happened more than one time, you know. Uh, then also when you invest in uh, something that goes up 20% and goes down 20% in one day, yep. it's, a, it's a big of a volatile uh, adventure, you know. So I think... Uh, uh, this is going to, uh, uh, blockchain is here to stay, Bitcoins are here to stay, they will stay. The, the only the only thing I'm seeing is they will be regulated okay. and once they're regulated, you won't see these ups and downs, you know, but you might not also see this kind of uh, fury on, on it, you know, but the technology itself is, is here to stay and it's uh, it's amazing, it's progressing every day. You
0: know? Yeah, I think blockchain technology is going to revolutionize everything that we do from how we buy real estate to how we buy digital assets and how we authenticate
1: Yeah, if you put also uh, artificial intelligence on top of that, then you will, will, all these kids here will become like God, they will be creators, they will be creating stuff that nobody can control, you know, so. And stuff that might be smarter than than the inventor himself.
0: Does this things like artificial intelligence inspire you, uh, scare you, no what, like anything?
1: No, they scare me because every time we find an innovation, we we don't take into consideration what about the evil people, what about terrorists using artificial intelligence. You know, so this is something we need to you know before you open the box, the Pandora's mm-hmm. box. You need to be protected. You know how you going to deal with that. It's, Unfortunately, technology can be used by the good guys, can also be used by, by the, the bad, bad guys. guys. So I don't think there is much being done to protect against the misuse. You know. It's like the software, uh, this Israeli software, uh, Pegasus. Yep. They're selling it to people so they can inject it in your phones and, uh, and, and interfere in your privacy. You know. So and they've been doing it for many years and you know. I'm very happy that the US slammed them with 500 million dollar penalty now.
0: Um, I I asked a lot of people on Twitter and on Instagram before I was coming um, on stage today, what should I ask you? And one of the questions came about uh, investing in real estate. And What is your opinion on investing in real estate? Versus, like, uh, someone you had met in 2015, you said, if I were you, I'd invest in an apartment and get recurring income. So many people here are young and don't have money to invest. Where should they think about, as we think about we're on the capital stage again, where should young people be thinking about investing their future
1: so it depends if they want to stay bachelor forever or they want to get married <laughs> <laughs> so they're planning to get married I think they should invest in, in an apartment okay and fortunately enough in Egypt here the apartments uh, the price of real estate es- escalates all the time so you're you're bound to make money when, when we are now entering into this inflatory and the inflation is going to be coming and it's going to coming with a big speed so also real estate is a protective. But the nicest is investment is an investment that you can enjoy. So remember also, when you buy your apartment, you're going to enjoy your apartment. So better put the money in your, the apartment you're going to enjoy when you go to get married. The first question the father of your bride will ask you, do you have, a, you have an apartment? <laughs> so if you say no, <laughs> your, your odds are uh, slimmer. So I, I would think real estate should be part of the portfolio of anybody.
0: A lot of people that are here and on Twitter, because I see them text you and tweet you at you, they want to pitch you an idea. They want to pitch you a business that they have or an, an investment. What do you look for when looking at an investment or a startup company, and what, what do they need to be aware of when pitching to you?
1: Well, I am uh, semi-retired now, so <laughs> I think uh, I, what I'm doing now is very simple. I, I, uh, <laughs> I, I refer them to Onsi, my son, because he's the master of this, you know he has a private equity fund yeah. in in, the, in New York and they're doing very well. so they they have like 20 30 people who are experts now. So I always hand him over the email sometimes I get my email back. this is a silly story but well, don't send me this crap. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think I, personally I'm more on the stage of retirement now so I want to like spend more time enjoying my life taking care of my kids because I missed a little bit. Of, I missed them a bit when they were growing up. I was working like a donkey. And if I
0: Speaking of kids, I, uh, I, I met your daughter in New York uh, a week or two ago. Um, which
1: one of the three? Here? Uh,
0: the one that works at Kith. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, um, I want to talk to you about your kids and your son in your footsteps and, and working. And what's that like as a, as a parent, as a father, seeing them grow up and go into business
1: I mean, it, it, uh, there's nothing more than the pride you have when you see that your son is uh, doing on his own very well. That he's uh, like you he wanted him to be: intelligent, hardworking, honest. He keeps the reputation. You know, I named my son after my dad to preserve. Uh, the, <laughs> thank you. To preserve the uh, family name and so on. So you feel with pride, you know, and all the even the girls are all hardworking. They're uh, my eldest daughter, as you know, she's uh, she reports to Keith directly, and yeah. in less than four years, she's uh, like the number two in the company. He and
0: said she's 20, he was
1: 26 years old. Yeah,
0: yeah, he's. I met I met Ronnie. Yeah. In New York, and he said that she's his number two. Wow. <laughs> yeah. He said that she's my number two, and when we FaceTimed her immediately, so I wanted to tell you that story. He yeah. he, he said he met you, but over Facetime or briefly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's, you feel pride. You feel that you did your part. Uh, uh, also, my wife did have most of the parts. I take credit, and she did, the, <laughs> she did the work, and I take the credit.
0: What are you obsessed with?
1: Parties. <laughs> <laughs> uh, enjoying life. Um, but I'm also obsessed with the, with the righteousness. I hate uh, unfairness. I hate uh, when uh, someone is uh, cruel or when someone is... Uh, uh, Zalim, yani. Zalim. Yeah.
0: Zalim, yani he's... Um Blaming or not
1: yeah, yeah. not
0: giving credit or
1: la, la, y- and is uh, cruel like he's unfair.
0: denying their person their yeah. righteousness evil, yeah. evil. Eh? oppressive, oppressive. oppressive. Yes. I hate
1: oppression. I hate people who are mean or people who think they're strong so they can beat down the weak, you know I mean, I'm the kind of guy that someone is beating a young kid in the street. I will stop the car and I'll go see why go the see hell is happen. he beating you yeah. yeah. that is uh, boils me up yani. Eh? So I'm obsessed with, uh, with righteousness. I hate injustice, you know, and I get moved very quickly on campus.
0: So we're, uh, one of the things about COVID and the pandemic is it really taught people to pivot and to do innovative things. What were some of the things that you saw that were actually ended up helping create new industries or new businesses that you think are going to stay?
1: First of all, I think the way we treated COVID from the beginning was wrong. You see, if you, t- you saw my first tweets.
0: I did. <laughs> yeah,
1: I said, this is something, it's not going to go away. We can't close down the businesses, close our lives, and think this is the way we're going to treat the disease. So the disease is there, it's going to stay. We need to see how can we continue with our life mm-hmm. as along with the disease being there, mm-hmm. you know. Turns out after two years, I was right from the beginning because all these lockdowns, all the stuff they did, whether in Australia or in London or it's just didn't do nothing. And now it's coming back the same way. So it never ends. So this lockup is not a solution. The solution is the vaccination. So we need to get rid of all these false things that tells you don't take the vaccine. It's going to change your DNA. It's going to change your genes and all this. I took the three shots already. Nothing happened to me and all my friends did. You know, So that's the solution. Because it's scientific, you know. Yep. But all this lockdowns all that. and all To your second question, this uh, COVID was not bad news for all the Amazons, the Zoom and teams yeah. and all these people. So during the COVID, they skyrocketed, all of them. And then we discovered something very nice for many people is actually we don't need to go to the office. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good for me for my real estate because of my office space most probably will not yeah. rent that easily. But it's also nice. It brought the families together. You sit at home. You have your kids around you. You're still working, and and you save uh, the pollution of the cars because there is no more yeah. transportation cost. And, and and guess what? Efficiency didn't fall down through uh, through working from home or through Zoom or Teams. You know, we all with the time you get used to it. You know, so. The only thing is because I'm a social person, I believe that the human interaction.
0: Is so important.
1: Yeah, I cannot get into a business uh, deal. deal with someone I'm seeing over the screen. Yeah. Because there is the body language, there is the chemistry, and there is all that. That, that is necessary. But
0: the connection, the relationship. Yeah,
1: I think this is important, yeah.
0: What do you think the future of work will be like? Do you think people are like really want to go back to work because they're sick of sitting at home? Do you think it's going to be a combination?
1: i think uh, everybody will do what he likes i think companies will give the optionality to depends on which job you do i mean if you're cleaning the office you can sit at home so, you know of your uh, you know but uh, everything else can be done so i think they will give the optionality to people and they could make a meeting every one week you know just to sit in one room all together yeah. and decide you know. Of course, me, I prefer the physical contact. I'm not not someone who likes to work from home. And then also for all these married couples, everybody's working from home, the marriage won't last for long.
0: (laughs) So one of the things about um, COVID and working from home is it sort of levels the playing field, right? Because I don't have to worry about being employed in Egypt. I can get a job in London or in Dubai or in the States because I can do it remotely. So it's kind of changed competitiveness, or employers need to think more about give good benefits to employees so that they stay, because now they're not competing with someone in Egypt, I'm competing with somebody in London who wants that same job.
1: Yeah, but remember, you have the time difference. I remember when I brought my girls during COVID here, it was a nightmare, because they have to do their classes, so they wake up at different times and sleep at different times, so it's not that easy, I mean, there's the time difference and all that.
0: Um, uh, one of the other questions that I got had to do with um, marketing and digital media and social media and social marketing. So, Nagib, you're very active on Twitter. Uh, are you on TikTok?
1: No. <laughs> well, TikTok well, Instagram.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you, TikTok or Instagram, but no. you're on neither.
1: No, it's. Uh, I like my privacy. I mean, already when the pictures go around like that when I'm on a party... I, it's an intrusion on my privacy, and then I get all these nasty comments, you know. So,
0: but. So. how do you deal with the negative comments?
1: Ah, oh, I'm solid rock. Not what does that mean? Means that. You don't care. I brush it off.
0: You brush it off. It's
1: been my story of my life, you know. No, nothing gets me down.
0: Yeah, and you're just going to be on Twitter. That's going to be your main platform. Yes, sir, ma'am. So, did you travel this year?
1: Uh oh, a lot, yes. Where's your favorite place to travel to? Uh, grenada it's an island in the caribbean yes i know it's, uh, three hours from miami and four hours from new york
0: and uh and
1: dubai now i used to uh,
0: used to never go to dubai yeah,
1: yeah i used to didn't like dubai at all but now i like dubai a lot you know because they've advanced a lot uh, there is uh, you feel it's free you feel freedom there they have all the restaurants all the all the best uh, restaurants of the world now are in dubai all the hotels are perfect uh, The only thing, the beach is not so...
0: Not so great. Not so great,
1: but everything else is great, you know.
0: So, Nagib, where do you learn from? Like, do you listen to podcasts? Do you read books? Do you, like, just follow certain people? Like, where do you get stimulus from, from the outside world? I think
1: I used to get it from my work, you know. When you work, I used to work 16 hours a day. It's true. So, you you immense a lot of experience from your own work. Of course, I read a lot, but mostly I read political books and history books. And I read other books too, you know. So from reading two books, you know, and now from the internet, you know, you can read about anything. Uh, and I watch the news. I'm still very old fashioned. I read the paper, newspaper in the morning. I watch CNN, CNBC. So all this, I watch movies. I watch two movies. I was I just gonna say,
0: one. Naguib is a very well known movie buff. He knows every Godfather, every single movie about everything. So let's do a few minutes on on movies, and then we'll let you go, and okay. we'll take some questions from the crowd. Favorite movie?
1: The Godfather, still.
0: Favorite actor? Robert De Niro. Movie that's most underrated?
1: Most underrated? Uh, yeah, what do you mean on the And yeah, It's a good movie, it's but- It's a good it movie,
0: but no one knows that it's
1: that good. Oh, that's a difficult one. I don't, I don't have it now. You
0: don't have an answer on that one? Um, TV show? Are you watching any TV shows? Any serials? I
1: saw the series. Uh, I, I met. I saw the series. This uh, Korean series, uh, Squad. Game. Squid Game. Squid Games, and this was an amazing. Uh,
0: How many activity. of you guys have seen Squid Game? Okay, everyone. I loves started it.
1: the first series at eleven o'clock. I would never watch series because I like to live. I like a movie because I live into the movie and it ends in an hour and a half. In series, you have to start where you stopped. So what happened? I. uh, I was interviewed by Bloomberg So the presenter told me about this I went home at 11 o'clock at night I watched the first series I had to leave the next day 8 o'clock to Abu Dhabi So I watched all the series Through the whole night Till my plane time And I was worried That the last one Would not finish Before I reached the plane Six hours, no sleep
0: You binged it in one night?
1: Yeah
0: When's the last time you did that? Never
1: It's the first and I hope the last
0: (laughs) (laughs) Favorite uh, musician
1: Great musician, Ed Sheeran.
0: Ed Sheeran, good one, I like that. Did you listen to Adele's new album? Uh, Not really?
1: I prefer Dua Dua Lipa.
0: Dua Lipa, she's more fun. All right, can we take a couple questions from the crowd? Do we have a mic to take a couple questions for Nagib? They're going to get you guys a mic. We can take a couple questions for Nagib.
1: This is such a refreshing event. And, uh, I <laughs> and
0: We're so happy to see you. Let's hear it for Naguib Sawiras. You know, last time I interviewed him, he came out, he said, you know what, this is my crowd. These are the kind of people I like to hang out with. And it's still true, right, Naguib? Yes. Yeah. All right, let's get some questions. Um, who has a hand up? We have a mic over here. We have a question back there. Hi, Maha, Mr. Naguib. It's such an honor to speak to you both. Um, Mr. Naguib, when you were, you know, younger, in the early days of before you started your business, what kept you going when motivation was down? That's a good one.
1: Um, I think, you know, the one thing I learned from my dad is um, never take no for an answer. So uh, whenever you meet an obstacle, you need just to fight it down and fight it and keep on hammering on it and like that so I I, he he was not a quitter so I got this from him you know what uh, kept me going is but but don't take it as uh, arrogance or uh, or egocentric or like that but it's I I, I believe in myself to the extent that I believe I can uh, I can do anything so that keeps me going always because I have the feeling that I'm gonna do it I'm gonna uh, like I can't explain it, but I always knew, I know that I, I will achieve what I want. So, uh, if there's obstacles if like that, it keeps me going, the self-confidence, I would call it self-confidence, and it's combined with my belief in God, because I have my, uh, my own uh, religious philosophy. So, it says, it says very simply like that, if you believe in God that strongly, He will lend you His powers you're part of him so we'll say okay you believe in me so you have his power so if you have god's powers who can be against you
0: good one i you know nagib and i spent a lot of time uh nagib built every almost every single mobile network in africa and we would go into these like really hard countries congo Brazzaville, chad like there's like why are we going to africa why are we going to work in these countries and nikki really wanted to change the economy and change the way that people live and people didn't have cell phones and you gave them cell phones
1: they didn't have phones
0: they didn't have phones but you, this question about you know hardship and like we got told no a lot what was it like in those early days trying to like you were going to do something that no one ever did before
1: no, i think uh, you know it was f- funny i had two three years uh, two i when i started this rascom uh, techom i had two three guys with me and I was telling them my vision and what we will do. And and the three of them, one Lebanese, one French, and one Egyptian, they had good jobs with high salaries. And so I was trying to convince them to quit and come with me because I want to build this company that's going to have all the mobile uh, licenses all over Africa, and then we'll go somewhere else. And like that. and I thought when I'm doing my presentation, they will think, you know, I'm crazy, and this is like ridiculous, I'm not going to leave my job. And then in, in, in half an hour, and, and after my My discussion with them and presentation, they all left the jobs and came with me, and we started that from, and it was like, funny, I remember when we flew the first flight, we went to Congo-Brazzaville, then we went to Chad, and we came back with two licenses in one day.
0: (laughs) It was crazy.
1: And the license in Chad, we had to look for someone in Chad that has a typewriter you know, to, to write down the, the, the license, you know, the, the, the Ministry of Telecom, they had sheep and grass, and the, the Ministry of Telecom was the minister and a secretary, you know, and then he didn't have a typewriter to type the, the license. We had to go downtown, find someone to write. The,
0: and One day we're gonna uh, tell those stories. Like, we got to Congo, and they didn't have fuel, so when we got there, we couldn't leave the country for like three days because there was no fuel to refuel the plane so we can leave. Nigib uh, left us and we just waited till the plane came. (laughs) He had a private jet. Well, those are the luxuries of having your own jet. Um, Any other questions? We'll take two more questions. Hi, it's
1: such an honor to speak to you. Um, I had a question. How did you start, how, how did you choose how to kick off your career? So we're all a bit confused as young people how to, start, um, or to choose the feed of our business you know? if I want to start a business? So Thank to, you. To be honest, you know, I, I grew up, uh, so my dad was a businessman, so uh, this was my background, like environment I'm in, but even when I was young, you know, I used to play marbles, so I used to win marbles and go and sell the marbles to the other kids and, and increase my... Uh, monthly allowance you know by doing that so i think i had this trading flair in me from the beginning so as, as a adjective yeah. but as a sense too when i was 16 i said i want to be the richest person in all the world so everybody asked me why you want to buy stuff i said no because if i have a lot of money i can do a lot of good. With this money, it's like power, so I can use it. So my dream was go to, was to go to East Germany and break down the wall between East Germany and West Germany because I was in a German school. I visited both places, and the people in East Germany used to cry when we meet them that they were like jailed within these walls. So for me, I would get so angry. I said, okay, I'm going to be very rich and then hire a private army and break down this wall and stuff like that. So it was just, uh, for me... Um, a, a, a way to have the the means to to do good, you know, not just to buy a nice car or, or to wear a nice suit, you know. So I think to answer your question is, you first you have to see your qualities. Are you um, an artist, or you have a business sense? Uh, are you good in trade in, a, in trading, or are you good in uh, uh, programming, you know what is what, what. What are your strengths? Because also you can have all the dreams you want, but the best thing is to analyze your what. What are you good at, and then build on that. You know, so I felt all the time that I'm a good trader. I have this sense in me, and uh, this was my yeah. my way. You know, but each one should find his way. You know, some people. I wouldn't have mind that any of my kids becomes a famous piano player. You know, no, it doesn't mean it just you can be successful in anything. But I think the first thing is a- analysis of your own character. What did God give you more than he gave others? And then you start from that, you know.
0: I I would also, just building on Nagiv's idea, my advice to you would be to taste lots of things. So try different things when you're young. You can take those risks when you're young to see what it is that you're passionate about, what you like, what you don't like. Try different things and see. And, and don't stick to something if you feel it's not for you. Don't feel afraid to just say no and walk away. A lot of people get in a job or a career and then they're afraid to walk away from it because that's what their family wants them to do or that's what they think they should do. But then they find themselves not into it, not passionate, not happy. And I think that's one of the things you should do, especially you guys if you're young. Taste different things and try different things because when you get older, you should kind of have a little bit more of a rhythm. What do you think, boss? I agree.
1: Uh, good evening, Maha. Good evening, uh, engineer. Uh, Naguib, uh, my name is Osman. It's uh, very delightful talking to you tonight. Uh, I was just wondering if uh, engineer Naguib or the other businessmen uh, in this country would be interested in the future in sustainability. I mean for the renewables. Why, why do not we see an initiative from the businessmen to spread the solar power in every single house in this country. We have, or we can guarantee the sun, uh, like 365 days in this country. So why don't we see a huge initiative from the businessmen to spread the solar power on every single house? And are we uh, expecting uh, engineer Nagib investing in education um, more and more in, in, in this country, in Egypt? Thank you very much the first question is I think Egypt built the biggest uh, solar uh, power plant in the world in Aswan and uh, actually this contract was mine I signed it first for 14 cents a kilowatt then uh, oh, the world crashed the prices and, and the prices went down completely the minister called me and said I have offers now for 4 cents and 3 cents I can't execute this uh, contract or I'll go to jail <laughs> but it, it's not like a contract it's a contract you know So I told him, don't worry, just here, take back the contract, give me my money back and my guarantees, and I gave them, and they built a solar plant for four cents, you know. It's the biggest here in Egypt. But I think your initiative, so I I believe I was the first, you know, when I did this, but uh, the problem is... um, you have to deal always with the, with the Ministry of Electricity and you have to do uh, buy back uh, agreements and to, you have to sell to the main grid and then the grid will give. If things were like I can go to a small village and sell them my, my solar solution and get the money from them, it would be different, you know. So uh, I am I'm very excited to do anything which will benefit the common people, the most, you know, I will do that uh, happily. On your second question, uh, I'm investing already in education, you know. So I actually, uh, I'm I'm the one who sponsored the French University in Egypt, and I also sponsored Nile University in Egypt uh, with all the problems we faced on these two. I'm also on a big investor in the EVG Fund for Education uh, uh, that is is in Egypt here with uh, with the um, that's building the modern schools now. So I, I can do more, you know. I have. I have this is. This This is. These are areas that are very compelling, and we need to look and uh, do. do. Agora University, yes. I forgot. <laughs> yes, I, they have a booth here. Please have a look at them, because I'm a main sponsor also there. So I did this business uh, university in the U.S. and uh, it's uh, it's mostly for uh, Egyptians or Mediterranean Middle Easterns, and uh, we're building a good curriculum tailored with, uh, mixed with the culture of the Mid- Mid- Middle East. You know.
0: Everyone, please give a warm thank you to Nagib Zawiris. Thank you for listening to Savvy Talk. I'm Maha Bulanin and I'll be back with a new episode in two weeks. In the meantime, please subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Mahagaber and Digital and Savvy for more information including some snippets and highlights of the upcoming guests and talks. This is a special series that I did in Egypt. We are excited to bring you a special NFT series, a special web three series, and of course, a very special Dubai series. Anyways, all's good in the world. Hope you guys are great. Thanks for listening.